Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make of it what you will. Like we always do with this man, it is great to have him on. The former docker, the former son, AFL Nation's very own and now the coach, of course, of the Werribee Tigers in the VFL who are doing some good things as well. Michael Barlow's with us. Morning, Mick. Sammy, good morning. And uh, yeah, on the morning after a Ross Lyon masterclass, wasn't it? In that first quarter, just uh, suffocating the game down. Um, Everyone's complaining about the spectacle, but the Saints fans would be pumped. Um, They chalk another four points. 99 tackles, pressure rating through the roof, regularly north of 200 using champion data's metric. Did it take you back a bit? (laughs) It did. I was actually, we were training last night um, and we got off the track and just about to go through the team and a little meeting post-training and, I looked up at the score. It was on one of the TVs in the change rooms. It was zero to seven. So I thought <laughs> the game might have just started, but it was uh, a couple of minutes into the second quarter. It did take me back. Um, I think even though I suppose that the later the game went and I got home and, and had a little bit of a look at the last quarter, um, you know, the organisation of the Saints is, is very evident. The way they you know, contained that game, the game was on the line. You could absolutely see how they were setting up structurally to save the game. Callum Wilkie, kind of that um, anchor behind the ball that kept getting in the way of any any sort of Swans um, ball movement opportunity. So mm. you know, he's got them, got them playing really well. You, you listen to the mouthpieces of, of his side when they speak on radio, they speak about role and effort, and that's what they're giving. Yep, Sydney scoreless in a first quarter for the first time ever at the SCG. Hey, Mick, unsurprisingly, uh, everyone's had their say this morning on the Dan Butler tackle on Nick Blakey. You're a man who coaches at the, at just at the next tier down. What did you make of it? Do you think he'll have a case to answer? Um, I, I wouldn't know if he has has a case to answer because I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not probably educated well enough or understanding of. Of, of how they will grade it and how they will view it. It looked it looked different to a lot of the other ones that, that we've discussed and, and debated, doesn't it? I, I think last night's was um, absolutely someone coming through, laying a, laying a tackle, as we see hundreds of times, and they've laid 99 tackles last night. That tackle that Dan Butler laid last night wouldn't have been much different to, to a lot of the tackles that were laid. He came through with, with the momentum, um, Nick Blakey was going you know, in the same direction. and Xavier Ellis, a good friend of mine and a colleague <laughs> in some stuff I do in the, in the West, um, tweeted very uh, very well, I thought. He said, he, yeah. he's asked what Butler could have done. Could have he pulled a pillow out of his jocks and placed it under the lizard's head? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... I think the ones we, that we are really concerned about is is the genuine sling and when it when it is the momentum is taken from a, an upright position the player being tackled and, and you sling and you change the momentum of your body um, as a tackler uh, to inflict the harm. Um, yeah, I sit a little bit uncomfortable last night to consider whether Dan Butler, if it is uh, deemed a suspension, um, I'd, I'd be 
I'd be a little bit um, surprised. Yeah, bewildered by that. Yeah, yeah. I did have Xavier's tweet written down here. Amid all the blood boiling last night, that one did make me chuckle. What's he supposed to do? Pull a pillow out of his jocks and place it under the lizard's head. <laughs> did have me laughing, Xavier Ellis. So that was last night. Uh, harder for longer, the Saints in the end. And as we said, their pressure was immense. I'll tell you what, tonight is huge, Mick. So the Dogs have lost their last two. The Power, obviously, are on the biggest winning streak that they've ever been on. It's at nine. A lot of debate around the Western Bulldogs' forward line and how they're used. It's funny, you know, 12 months ago, it was all around the back line. Now it's about the forward line. What are we to make of the Western Bulldogs, uh, you know, halfway through this season that, that promises a lot for them? Mm, yeah, it does. I watched their game. I was doing their game last week uh, against the Cats. And it's a game, you know, the stats, you, you just look at the stats and, and you think 99 times out of 100, it's a game that the statistics would suggest that the dogs find a way to win um, inside 50s, contested possession, possession, all of that. Just, just the breakdown in that last um, possession inside 450 was a real concern last week. A lot's been made of you know, Aaron Norton's kind of middle part of the game last week. I think in the second and third quarter only getting the one kick. But on him, Jamar Eagle Hay go up into a really nice player. Some, some um, variety in the front half. So, yeah, there's some question marks around their forward line. They'll really miss Ed Richards off the back of Jason Johansson going yeah. out as well. The way they want to play is that speed, um, you know, slick ball use off half back, changing the angles of the ball through through the arcs to give the opportunity inside forward 50. So actually taking out Ned Richards and Jason Johansson, um, you can look at the personnel in the front half and say they're under underwhelming, in particular the last um, fortnight. But it does help when you've got um, the good fast slick ball users delivering the ball inside forward 50. And I've heard Luke Beveridge speak to the fact they're going to have to find a way um, that might be a little bit more unconventional to the way the dogs have traditionally done it. So I'll be there tonight having a look at um, you know, potentially a little shift in, in the game style of the dogs to try and uh, find a winning score. Yeah, I mean, losing those two running backs now is key, isn't it? They're so important in the modern game. And we see Adam Saad being worn like a cheap suit most weeks, given his importance to the way Carlton play. But just just on all that, what what do you think is the most important position at the in modern day footy, Mick? What what's the most important position you're coaching? I mean, is it the intercepting running half back? Is it the is it the intercepting key back? Is it the powerhouse key forward? The contested ball ball? What what do you think is the ace in the modern game? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question, Sammy. You're on fire this morning, but the, the I think you'd ask a lot of people this question. You get a lot of different answers. Mm. Um. I'm kind of I, I tend to to really value that organised um, intercept defender, that, that a really kind of mature body and, and head behind the ball that can read play and set up defence because you know your defence is is super important to be able to obviously restrict opposition score, but um, scoring off turnover is is the main source of scoring in in, in AFL football. So the ability to have an interceptor, you know, Tom Stewart at the Cats is, is is the example. Last week, Liam Jones, you know, speaking of intercepting. Um, only had the three possessions the week before. He had ten intercept marks um, and set up a lot of their scores from the week before. So I like the intercept defender in, in the way they can um, assist defensively, but also set up offense. Yeah, uh, it's going to be big. And hey, I've I've got to talk to you about the Werribee Tigers as well, mind you. Um, what's the winning streak? You're right. You're seven and two. Have you won your past six? Um, I don't look any further back than one week, and any, <laughs> any further forward than one week. So we've. We've well, had a good little patch. Um, you're seven and two. Yeah, we can establish that. What was that? You're seven and two. We can establish that, and you're sitting fourth. After a slowy start, so we're one and two. Now we're seven and two. So you do the math on that. <laughs> um, but we'd like to keep that rolling. Uh, a good challenge for us against 
Uh, the Tigers, who you know, clearly play like their AFL, so very chaotic and manic with their pressure. So um, another challenge for our guys on Sunday. Oh, you're going beautifully. I can say that. Hey, Mick, appreciate it, mate. Thanks for your insights this morning, as always. Thanks, Sammy. Hey, just a quick shout-out. Ben Jolly playing his 300th game uh, at BFL level this week, oh, yeah. playing for Williamstown. Um, I think it's a huge effort in a competition. That, um, yeah, to, to get the 300 games, I think only two players have ever done it in uh, good on you, Mick. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. And, yep, 300 milestone is big regardless of the level. Michael Barlow there, AFL Nation, of course, his line just hanging in by the end. We need to get to a break. So much more to get to on the captain's run. Stay with us.